Hello and welcome to the Walk in Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we are going to get into it. <laughs> about as specific as I can be. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching and thank you for making us a part of your week, you beautiful butt conchers. Oh. We are, I forget what episode we're on, I think 138. Of the I, Walk in Love I podcast, which feels crazy. It also feels like Brooke was saying the other day that she is like, I used to want people to start at the beginning, and now I don't because I feel like it, you know, when you do this, this type of thing, yeah, it takes time till you realize, oh, this is the version. This is it. Like, till you find your groove yeah. and feel like, there it is. You could jump in at any point now, and I think you'd hopefully. Hit a good one. I'm no longer saying go back to the beginning because I'm like, huh, yikes. Yeah, so. Which is funny because it's actually probably not all that yikes. No, we should go back and listen to. The actual first one? The actual one? first one. I feel, oh, wow. I feel like it feels like a whole lifetime ago. It's a lot shorter. Yeah. I feel like specifically with Daisy, we, like Daisy was conceived. Wow. Okay, here we, here <laughs> we are, where I'm starting. <laughs> Hey, you said we were going to get into it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? <laughs> um, <laughs> this will make sense once I, once I tell the story. Daisy was, you know, we found out we were pregnant with Daisy. We lived in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. We had no, I, no plan, no thought to moving to Maui. No. And so... To me, Daisy feels like she's of two different worlds. Like right. this world of like, hey, we're well, let's just... Have a, let's try to have a third kid. Yeah, and, and we're just like, we kind of have a vision and idea of what that would look like. You know, maybe we would try to buy a, a bigger home in Pennsylvania. Like mm -hmm. there was just like, that was one version. And then it was like, oh, she was born in this like, I couldn't have ever even described it scenario. Mm -hmm. And so just like... When I look at her, are you referring to the bank lobby specifically, or well, just that the, is that part we of it. That okay. is part of okay. it. Yeah, and yeah, if yeah. and if you want a podcast, if you're new here, the one Daisy's birth story is a pretty, <laughs> pretty good one to go back to. A lot of tears in that one, not from Brooke, um, <laughs> but from me. You go so, back to the other birth stories, and those have those, a lot of tears. Yeah, from the third time, uh, yeah, it was your turn to, to weep. I turned to weep, not at the hospital. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just like anytime I'm like playing with her or holding her or like, I just, I, I, there not anytime, but there are times where I'm just like, man, your life is so much different yeah. than when I first expected your, like when I first had vision for your life. Yes. And that's yes. the part that's just like. Kind of what? mind blowing. Yeah. What? Um, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um. I don't know how you got there, but I just I've been thinking about it, and no, so I just wanted yeah, to start it is there. Crazy. Uh, oh, you were talking about not starting at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, that's what got us. Yeah, we are. So in the past, so I go to this annual thing called Integrated Biannual. I go twice a year. Um, in the past, I've unloaded everything in two episodes, but mm -hmm. this time we're taking our time. I, and I like it more. I love it. I feel like I like it more. I, Plus, I, I still don't know what the rest of your notes say. So yeah. I'm just like, I'm really along for the ride. And so last week I hinted at a conversation that I like a uh, talk that was given and integrated that like some of the guys didn't necessarily agree with. Uh -huh. I was I was sort of in that boat. I think 
no one just disagreed with it entirely. Like, entirely. There was just an element of it that I think people were just like, yeah. I don't know if that's always but, true. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of breeze through that one because um, I don't know. I just feel like. Well, it gave you and I a decent conversation, but. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll talk about it a little bit longer than I thought. But we had this guest speaker and integrator. His name is James Lenhoff. He wrote a book, which he gave to us that I have not read, but Ian read it and said it was really good. Okay. <laughs> Classic Ian. Classic Ian. He wrote on the airplane overachiever. Oh. Okay. Um, but th- this has nothing to do with the talk. These are just like the first few sentences James said when he was introduced. He oh, came in late that night. night. This is when you text yeah. me and I was like, what? Are you even awake um, for this talk? <laughs> he, <laughs> you know, he was, he basically said, so this is the three things I wrote down. He's a finance person, yeah, he's right? A he's a financial planner. That's what okay. he does for a living. Okay. And so a lot of his information was... He, he's both a financial planner and a life coach. Those are kind of the two things, ways he would describe okay. himself. Um, his A lot of his information was, I have seen guys, seen men mm-hmm. at the end of their life with more money than they know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Regret the whole, all their life before. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, and I kept seeing this pattern over and over again. These like yeah. 60, 70, 80 year olds being like, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids or I wish yeah. I would have done more things with the money that I had when I had like, yeah. I w- wish I would have had experiences with my family and you know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. And so he's like seeing all this and then he's at an early in his career, I'm kind of paraphrasing. He was like, and then I'm giving these guys who are in their thirties the advice to get him to this place. And I'm just right, like the life coach advice of like, don't you go want to go from A to B? Yeah. And I'm just like, this doesn't compute. And mm-hmm. so he ended up like kind of does not compute. <laughs> What's that from? Nothing. Oh, just brain. your brain. Cool. I just um, feel like anytime, I, anytime I can say something like a robot, I'm into it. Um, okay. Wow. Just, <laughs> I just didn't expect it to us to get there, but I like it. Okay. Um, I like it. Um, <laughs> and so he like kind of reoriented his practice to try to be- balance that out a little bit of just yeah. like, I don't want to lead people to be 80 years old and have enough money to retire or whatever. Or like, I guess you don't retire at 80, but whatever. Yeah. And just be like, I wasted my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and so even just that alone was just this like powerful moment of like, yeah. That's right. That's not what I'm working towards. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just like, that was just really powerful. So when he was talking, he was like, he said these three things. <laughs> um, let me see if I have them. I thought I copied and pasted them down. Because it was like, yeah, okay, I did. Um, he said, am I spending money to make a feeling, to take a feeling away? Or am, ta- am, or am I taking that emotion to the Lord? Okay, say it again. Am I spending money to take a feeling away or am I taking that emotion to the Lord? Am I using money as like a bandaid essentially? Right. Yes. So you're just like, oof. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not there all the time, but I have been there. Uh-huh. And there's and definitely I think a lot of people ha- have or are have been there. And so that, yeah. And he, in this little injury, he was just like, you know, we, we just want to talk. We just want to have honest opinions about money and honest talks about money. And I think that that is something that a lot of people don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke and I grew up in very different environments when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family was very honest and open and upfront about money. Yeah. Like just from day one all the time. And so I remember, I'll never forget when Brooke came over and someone was talking about how much money they made 
in my we family. We might have still been dating. Maybe And I married. could just see it in her eyes. Like, of like, we're all just talking about this? What is happening? Numbers are being thrown around <laughs> and nobody thinks it's weird or good or bad. It's just, it just is. It just is. And, and so I yeah. never realized that until I met Brooke and I was just like, oh yeah, that's just always how it's been. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of like, you know, I grew up in a missionary family. Yes. We raised support. Yes. We knew that we didn't have a lot of money. Um, well, I didn't, my parents did a pretty good job of disguising that. Right. Uh, you didn't lot, know you didn't In a have lot of a lot ways, of but like, it was just never like, we don't talk about it. And right. I personally love that idea. Like, yeah. and we, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go into the money stuff. Yeah, I think that's I think great. I'm just, I'm just diving deep into this. Yeah, we can circle back to the yeah. thing that some people disagreed with. Yeah. So, you know, Brooke's family was a little bit more like, I don't know, nebulous. Yeah. Or just, which just wasn't talked about. Yeah. I'm not saying it was a hundred percent avoided. It just wasn't really something that was talked about. And so if you're not talking about money with your kids, you, th- someone else is going to feed them information about what money is. And yes. so you are going and to, how to think and feel about and, it. And, and then, you know, then you watch television or entertainment and, and you can just get a lot of like really weird views about money and resources and what to do with it. And, mm-hmm. Like you can live out of a heart of abundance or you can live out of like a scarcity mindset. mindset. And there's just a lot of things that can happen. And so one of the things, one of the times we talked, James was talking about how he thinks the number one mistake, um, I'm going to skip down to this talk because I think we're kind of heading that way. Okay. He said the number one mistake parents make about money is they try to protect their kids from using it poorly. And I've seen this really great meme that I think describes it perfectly. It's like, I went to get a tattoo at 17 years old and I had to have my parents' signature and so I wasn't able to get one and I ran out of the tattoo parlor crying. Mm -hmm. Six months later, I was allowed to take out a $200,000 loan to go to college for a degree in you know, women's studies or whatever. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) these things do not compute. They're not like, and so we end up because we don't let our kids fail with money at a young age, we when not much is at when stake. not much is at stake. Mm-hmm. They end up failing at money when you know, like I mean, just you, you listening to this probably know half dozen people who are just drowning in college debt yeah. or with a degree or, or any debt or any debt, but, but college is specific, like a big that's one, a big one with a degree in something that they don't use, mm-hmm. and so because at eighteen. They were allowed to take on this massive loan in the yeah. name of this is what you do. Right. And they didn't have the wherewithal or they weren't taught or they weren't coached to be like, are you sure? Yeah. It was just like, this is what society does. Take out this big loan and here you go. Mm-hmm. And so now. Or, you know, because you're getting into the college thing, like specifically people just were pressured by yeah parents or whoever to go to school and that was the number one pressure point and the money wasn't even like a we're yeah, not even like, gonna oh, talk you'll about take care of that. this yeah, it's yeah. just yeah it's just part of it everyone does it like yeah. you know I feel like it wasn't even talked about and so yeah so it was just like okay and, and Brooke and I have had lots of conversations about like how to introduce our kids to money and what that looks like and you know and we've never really pulled the trigger like we it's always been like like we had some envelopes for a little while, like with dollar bills. And yeah. And so there, there was a lot of conversation going on. And then James was like, man, there is an app on your phone that will be like your saving grace mm-hmm. in terms of teaching your kids 
how to deal with money. It's called Greenlight, and we downloaded it. And so basically, it's like a, it's like an it's app. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's a parent. Le- like it's basically like I'm the bank. Yes. In this app, I can deposit however much money into the bank that I need, mm-hmm. and then I, my kids each have an account, mm-hmm. and they have a debit card. Yeah. And I can set up an allowance for that debit card. I can tell them how much money will go to the spending version of that debit counter, debit card, to the savings, to the giving. Right. And it's like all built in. So your hour, me and you, our actual bank account, right? Yeah. Is funding this app yes. account. Yes. And we've decided how much the girls get. And yep. then you've set percentages of that amount that are going to divvy out into. Mm-hmm. And the they kind of, ha- they have that kind of built in. So like you can adjust the percentages, but it's like nicely built in already. And yeah. it's like, and, and so James's main thing was like, he was especially specifically with the envelopes. He was like, your kids will probably grow up never using cash. And so we're teaching them with a tool right. that they really won't use. And right. so they'll, and, and again, it's not hard to jump from cash to right. seeing the number, but he's just like, it's just another way to like, make, make sure that they understand yeah. how this works, that this is real money. When you swipe it, it's not free money on a card. It's not free money on a card. <laughs> um, and and so it was just like, okay. And so he his recommendation, which is what he's done with his kids, is you give them an allowance. And 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 there was some differing opinions on this. Yeah. Uh, his his recommendation is you give them an allowance every week based on the age that they are. So June just got her first allowance on Monday. She's seven for seven dollars. Okay. It divvied out, so she has four dollars and sixty cents or ninety cents in her actual spending account. Yeah, she wants to buy this like twirly scarf thing, which yeah. is classic June, for forty dollars. Yep, and it will take ten weeks to get there. Yeah, and she is already wrestling with the idea of why is it going to take so long? Oh, how can I make more money? You, she's asking that multiple times. <laughs> Did I catch her staring at the debit card with her name on it? <laughs> like she opened the door, she's literally just looking at it, like. Someday you will have enough and that (laughs) scarf will be mine. Get Um, it, girl. And so so James, he was like, I like the idea of allowance just being a part of this family. Like you're just this is just test money. You're just learning the ropes with how to deal with money. So June is getting seven dollars because that's from here on out. We've decided that's just part of being part of our family. She's not earning it with chores. She's not it's really just like yeah you're just you're just giving them training ground like it's basically just training money right um and it can you know there's varying ways you can decide on the amount but i think the age is just a nice easy way and so then so sunny got four dollars yeah yeah and so then he talks about two dollars how for two years one of his sons (laughs) bought the dumbest stuff (laughs) ever like he, he told a one story a about just like he bu- he saw this rocket in the store that you like step on yeah, and, it and it shoots goes, it up and yep. shoots up to 500 feet in the air. Right. And so they, he's like, are you sure you want to buy this? And he's like, yep. And he's like, all right, let me check the account. He had enough money. So they mm-hmm. went up to the counter. They bought the the rocket and they took it home. They unwrapped it and, you know, stepped on it Stop or water it. or whatever it was. And it just went. <laughs> and just like. Oh, that's and it, not a metaphor for life. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what is. <laughs> I often feel like my life is like, dude. Oh, oh, my expectations cool. were 500 feet high. Okay. <laughs> it went six. Uh, cool. Adjust, uh, adjust, adjust. I'm going to start Googling bridges. <clears throat> um, and so he said that for two years, his son bought stuff like that. Yeah. And he was just like, 
he, the dad. The it, dad. It, it just killed him because like there, there are so many times, and Jordan Peterson has a lot of information on this, is we want to allow our kids to do dangerous things under supervision. Yes. Because that's the only way they will learn how to do dangerous things. Right. And so people have taken that clip, and I actually just saw a reel the other day of someone, that clip of Jordan talking, mm-hmm. and this girl is cutting watermelon. And she's like probably like girl. 11. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird way to cut a watermelon. Right. But like but the you- mom is just standing there videoing it. And I yes. just like, I love that idea of this, that we're just constantly training our kids and yeah. that we just need to loosen the grip a little bit and yeah. allow them to fail a little bit more. Yes. And that is such. While we're next to them and while we're watching yep. and while they're under our roof. Yep. And it like, yeah. And so this Greenlight app excuse me, has allowed, was allowing James to let his kid fail with money for two years. And then he said, and then after two years of buying a bunch of stuff that was usually ended up in the trash can or we donated, he said, I think I'm done spending my money on dumb stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, right. And so he's how old (laughs) being able to voice that? Instead of being 29. And so the gift that you get. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, we all know people who make foolish financial decisions. Yeah. And they and we we could probably list more adults than we can kids that do that. Mm. And so adults have money. Yeah. And so what a gift to give your child. Yeah. To have a healthy relationship with money and to look back and remember the lion and the bear. But the lion was just a. Uh, you know, a water rocket that shot six feet instead of 500 and not right. a $200,000 college loan yeah. or a $30,000 car Brand loan new car. or, yes, exactly. you know, and so you just end up training kids to understand money in a way that will just prevent their future self from being sidled with just one bad choice. Not to yeah. say that your kids won't make bad choices in the future with money. Right. Like we all do as even as adults we do. Mm-hmm. But man, do we remember those? And and I just think like what a strengthening of their financial yeah. intelligent muscle. Yeah. If you allow them to do this. And so we'll link the the app in the show notes because I just think like it, well, it was yeah. it I was mean, so nice for him to just be like, this is the one. Just do it. Just, just do it. This one. That's so helpful. <laughs> and I could see everybody on their phone just like, Yeah, because like I, June had art class yesterday. And so Sunny and I had an hour to kill. And so we needed to run into Target to get some little notebooks for our nature journals. And we were in there and she saw this bright pink polka dotted <laughs> like gift bag. Like, I mean, literally in like the wrapping paper gift bag section. Three words for you. Treat, yoke, sell. Yes. She, was, she just had to have it. And I was like, Sunny, I don't have your card on me, which made me then, you know, note to self, have their cards yep. in my wallet because they're almost always with me if they're shopping. If they're going shopping with you, it's like we know it and I can hand over the cards. Right. Um, but if it's just like random. We're out running errands. We're out running yeah. errands. They're probably with me. Um, but I know a lot of parents and like... Uh, I'm in this boat and I don't say this with any weirdness, but I'll use Target specifically. You go and the, you know, June has said to me, well, I don't understand why you're buying all the things here. Why can't I buy something? And I'm like, well, you're right. I am buying all the things, but, but I'm buying things for the whole family. You know, it's like, how how do you reason with a seven-year-old or a four-year-old who wants something? And so we default to like, well, pick something from the dollar section. Yeah. Like I know I've heard a lot of parents be like, they can grab something from there. You know, maybe not every time, but often. 
Yep. And I'm like, it's going to eliminate that because I, for me, yeah. I'm just going to be like, okay, well, here's how app. much you have yeah, if this is what you want. 90 cents. I know. Or you can save it all up and yeah. And to me, I it's, just like tar- t- literally just target trips specifically. I'm just like, I feel like it will eliminate my just like, sure, toss it in like excess, you know, $2 here, gift bag here, pom poms here pipe cleaners there like that kind of stuff because if they really want it they're going to get it themselves and it's like it's like a win-win for everybody yeah and i just i just love the the super intentionality of it at such a young age because like even some guys asked was like what age did you start and he's like i started when they were four Mm -hmm. and it's just like man that seems so counterculture and counterintuitive but sunny get it she put the bag back and i said look there's like 10 of them here i don't think they're going to sell out before we get back next yeah um you know, plus they're $1.50. She goes, and if they are, look at all these. Because the plain pink ones were even more well-stocked. Yeah. She's like, I could just switch to one of these. And, and what will end up happening is your kids will end up making poor decisions with their green light card. Mm-hmm. And they will buy something that they that they take home and that they regret. And you will probably have to comfort them with tears and frustration and sadness. And even like, especially I just picture the moment when Sunny and June buy something at the same time and one of them hits a home run yes. and one of them fouls out. Yeah. And it's just like, that's going to create a learning experience that's that in the moment as a parent, you're just not like, fun. Ah, this is not fun. But this is why God has entrusted these kids to me. Yes. It's for moments of these to talk about brokenness and bad yes. decisions and loss and regret and all those things that really matter in adulthood. And, you know, it's just another way to make sure that your kids learn these valuable lessons when they are close to you, you're able to protect them more. You're able to comfort them more and they're, and the stakes aren't sky, sky high. Yeah. Because I just picture, uh, like, you know, June, especially like in 10 years at 17, which is emotional to think about, What? you know, what having 10, (laughs) having a decade of experience on making spending choices especially on a card. <laughs> yep. And there's something like, I just remember like, when I got my first card and like, I was a very cautious like kid, you know, and I didn't even have that much money to spend. But I remember being like, Oh, I'll stop at Starbucks. I'll yeah. do this. I'll do that. I'll add on these extra things because you're paying on a card. Like and I, I don't mean like a credit card. It wasn't yeah, on a credit card, but yeah. even just a debit. Like yeah. when you don't see that cash leaving your hand and you get back less yep. in change, it's really different. And I, you can tell that this talk was so good because it's like, it was called integrating kids with money. And I have five lines of notes because I think I was just like, oh, I'm all in. Like the second he started yes. talking, I'm just like, here are all my chips. Yeah. I'm in. I'm, <laughs> I'm downloading the app. Um, yeah. But the line I wrote down was give your kids the space to fail with their money. Mm-hmm. And that is just like the, the lesson that I think that app will really help people teach. And then the other thing that he said is that the bank of mom and dad pays 10%. And mm. so... If you, you then now can teach your kids like, hey, if you leave this money in here, mm. you earn 10% interest, you know, and that's, right. that adds up, yeah. you know? And so you're, again, just giving kids super healthy habits in a totally manageable way yeah. that allows them to, you know, benefit their future. A couple of guys threw out that they like, they don't, they don't pay for chores. Some guys paid for chores. I think it was kind of a mix in the room of like, of yeah, like we, how do you, how do you do your allowance? Do you earn you know, it? Do you have, and I yeah. think... I think like our, because we've talked about it since this conversation started of just like, this is the one topic that Brooke and I have talked about before Beforehand. the podcast. Yeah. Is like, I feel like, and, and Jeff gave me this advice early on is like, he's like, I want my kids to learn about money sans 
work. Like just understand money. Yes. And then later when they're a little bit more, a little older and they've had a little more experience, then attach it to the work. Right. And show that like, and, and again, I think this is like up to the parent, up to yes. the family culture, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, even us, we were just talking about the other day that like 10 feels like a good age to be like, okay, you get this for being part of our family. Like you're going to get the $10. This is it. And maybe now we come up with ways where like, if you want to increase, if you want to grow, like if you would like hear other ways. Yeah. And, and over the next few years, we have plans to like integrate business and understanding Mm -hmm. business into our homeschool sort of world. Um, and hopefully that, you know, because we want our kids to, to work for themselves and to build something themselves. And so And I know some families, like just getting into like paying your kids for other things. I know quite a few, or I know of, I don't know them personally, quite a few families who paid their kids to read books. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking like through high school. Yeah. Like, and and not just like willy nilly any book, like I'm paying you to read this specific book and Mm -hmm. just like all the deep literature and stuff that's out there so that they went off to college having read just this vast library of stuff. Um, and I think as it got, as the kids got older, I know that they paid more per book, Yeah, you know, like, so the kids like really yeah. wanted to finish that, yeah. you know, massive novel. Yeah. Cause we even talked about that recently of just like June's asking, mm-hmm. we really want to make reading a priority. We kind of got off to a rocky start with reading because we switched curriculums halfway mm-hmm. through her learning. And so it's like, maybe this is a way that we do that now that she kind of like it clicked for her. Oh, she in the last two days. Well, she figured out what she wanted. Yeah. For a while, she's like, okay, cool. And then it wasn't until she saw something on Amazon <laughs> that we've looked at before. But she was just like, like, how much is it? And in the lesson like, okay. of like 10 weeks for this one thing. Yeah. And it's like. She's like, I can't do it. I can't. I'm not going to be no. alive 10 weeks from now. And I was like, okay, well, all right. All right. You can do it. Um <laughs> And so, yeah, I was just like super encouraged by that. Like, mm-hmm. this is something that I think, I think culturally it's like, oh, our kids will learn that eventually. Like, that's kind of just the the general attitude of parenting of like, oh, sometimes we'll, yeah. we'll get to that eventually. Like, yeah. and we don't set aside like actual milestones and places where we put, you know, the, the stake in the ground that says, okay, now we're going to focus on this. Okay. We do though. It's over the dumbest stuff. You True. know what I mean, though? It's like, do they know all their state capitals? Yeah. Do they know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you and I don't. That's why I said that one. Because it's like, you know, I'm not saying don't. I don't. Teach, I don't. I don't. I'm not I saying don't, know don't them teach all. your kids their state capitals. But I'm saying like. There's such a heavy emphasis on like, do oh, they know their state capitals? So, hemp- so or heavy. Do, <laughs> or do they know how to play soccer? And then they turn 18 and they, they and sort like, of remember these okay, things. Okay, you can Google that. And unless it's your profession. <laughs> You what don't you need really, any of this. You know, I mean, not saying you can't yeah, love a sport for your life. And, you Sports know, are very good in a I'm lot of ways. being that black and white. No. I hope you get what I'm saying. Just like. But then they're just like, I don't know how to balance a budget. I don't know how much. I don't, I don't know the difference between what I spend. The concept yeah. of, and I don't feel comfortable saving money or tithing money or yeah. giving away money because I need all of it. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah. So I. I are you, are you going to say the line about regret? The one I've been waiting for this whole time. No, maybe I, maybe I didn't. It's the one you text me with the fire emojis. I don't think I have it written down. What? I think maybe I just text you. Maybe you just text it to me. Oh, I'm going to butcher it though. Maybe I can scroll up and find it. You can scroll back far enough. Okay. Hold on everybody. TJ, you can talk about something else. (laughs) Do you want to bring up the thing that some people disagreed with just briefly? Yeah. So while Brooke's looking for this text, so, um, and, and Ian and I talked to like a, 
therapist friend of ours. I don't know if he's there. He's more like a counselor who who was like, oh, I know who teaches this method. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah. So the idea was that circumstances are equal. So imagine a circumstance equal? are neutral. neutral. And this is where this is. Where, so, so I'm going to talk about it first as he laid it out. And then I'm going to go back to sort of where I Give think our opinion. Yeah, my opinion is. So it's so the, the top line, you have circumstance. Okay. Your circumstance leads to your thought. Okay. Your thoughts lead to your feelings and emotions, which lead to your actions, which lead to your results. And so he was talking about it from a financial planning standpoint where it's like the circumstance is what it is. You have $1,000 in the bank and no job. That's the circumstance. Okay. How your thought about that circumstance will determine your emotions, your actions, and results. And so what he was saying is that after the circumstance, and I agree with this, I, I do, that the next four thought, feeling, action, result mm -hmm. will determine what you do about that circumstance. Like, yes. so, so if I'm, I'm like, do you see these fire emojis on my phone? So <laughs> if I'm out of a job, that's my circumstance. My thought could be, I'm never going to get a job, right? which makes me depressed, does yeah. not make me apply for jobs. Makes you Google things. And I don't get a job. Right. I, my circumstance could be I'm out of a job. My thought is I need to get a job. Mm -hmm. My feeling and emotions about that is like, I'm going to spend time and energy and effort. I'm going to be passionate about finding a job. Right. The action is that I get a job. The result is that I have a job. Yeah. So those mm -hmm. two, that circumstance is the same. The next four determine the result. And I agree with that. Like that is- In that specific scenario, I agree with that. That is very, very true. What what everyone had a hard time with was he kept saying all circumstances are neutral. And it's like, and his example was like, if I tell you someone's circumstance in the middle of the room, like we could all agree that that's it. Like, and so I kept just being like, and this is, this is where my brain was. <laughs> so I'm going to give you my example. <laughs> I come to integrated with two arms. Yeah. After the first night, one of them gets chopped off. Yikes. My circumstance has changed. It is not. It is, yes. If I stood in the room with two arms, everyone would say, yes, TJ has two arms. That's neutral. If I then stood away, stood in the room with one arm, everyone would say, yes, TJ has one arms. But arm. <laughs> arm, not arms. <laughs> arm. You're down to one, babe. <laughs> it's not looking good. No. You only got one left. Um, and so to me, it Kevin, was just that's like. that's basically how you live now. <laughs> oh, I wish I had that clip, but yeah. I don't. Um, and so it was just like, I felt like the circumstances neutral, which like circumstances are there. They just yes. exist. Right. I don't necessarily think that they're neutral. And that's what everyone kept having a hard time with is like, if someone has incredible, serious trauma. Well, okay. Okay. It, right. This is, this is okay. new in the moment for me. So okay. uh, stick with me. If I stood in the center of the room we months ago, people would say, yeah, Brooke has voice issues. We mm -hmm. could all agree on yep, that. 100%. But the way that we could all agree, though, that the way that that impacts my life is not neutral, right? Well, is that kind of what you're saying? So it's like, like your circumstance, let's use your voice. Okay. You, you can't talk. Right. The thought is you could have two thoughts. I guess that's where the, the, the rubber hits the road is like, yeah. Gonna, what am I going to think what, and believe about it? And, and that would lead to one result. Yes. And then maybe this one would lead to another result. Right. And so I definitely understand it as a personal self-reflection of just like, yeah, like here's a great example. Business this year has been down. Right. My thought about that is it could be 
th- and this is this is this is me being totally honest. You're I'm, just speaking as yourself. As this myself. Is your example. Business is down this year. That yeah. circumstance for me is like, well, that's different. There's a different circumstance. Doesn't, now. That circumstance doesn't feel neutral to you. <laughs> no, because it, it we're changed. comparing it to something yes, else. Yes, and and that's usually how business and life works. But yeah. if I but what I think the process allows me to do, I'm I both disagree with the process and I agree with it. I think that it is a helpful tool. But I think if you approached this tool to someone who was going through some serious, hard serious trauma, you would feel kind of heartless. Yeah. Oh, super heartless. And so as no an, compassion. That it felt yeah. it felt a little and I think that was, you know, we're in a group of Christian men and, and James didn't mean it to be like No, 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 no I don't know, think so. But it was just like you could tell that these guys were like, No, I want to feel compassion and I mm-hmm. want to like anyway, so business is down this year. I could have two separate thoughts. One thought is, well, here are the reasons. Maybe let's try this or, you know, it could be this. It could be yeah. this. And one thought would be everything's going under. This is the beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah. So so let's start with this is the beginning of the end. Okay. That thought would lead to some pretty hard emotions, some yeah. sad feelings, some frustration, some anger, which would probably lead to poor actions. Yes. Of like, well, let's just sell everything. And if it's already ending, let's, yeah. Let's, you know, let's. Yeah. Uh, or let's let's release a shirt a day or like, you know, just panic. <laughs> just panic mode, which <laughs> then the results would be like, oh, those weren't good business decisions. You are yes. now. Uh, you are now making your circumstance a reality because of the la- because of those four. Now, it really is the beginning of the end <laughs> because you're saying because yeah, of all that. Just, and, and then yeah. and then you go through that again and you're like spiraling down. Yes. Or it could be like business is down this year. Well, gas is more expensive. We're in a recession. Like people now have more things to do with their money. They're not at home just shopping on e-commerce. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. we didn't do any reprints the first collection. Like, like we we have had these conversations about yes. like, why is it down? What do we think it is? <laughs> okay. That those thoughts are like, okay, well, how I feel about those thoughts is it feels those those emotions are like, it's a little bit out of my control. Yeah. And that's okay because I trust in a God that's greater than my business and my life and, and yeah. all that things. And so now my actions will be let's just stay the course. We'll live with less. We'll adjust our budget. We'll yeah. adjust our expectations. We'll make. We'll try to make better financial decisions. We'll be more critical of the collections that we release. And we'll like, Brooke and I have a moment now for every collection. We're like, it's time to be brutal. And it's like, get yeah. rid of that design. It's like friends. We, bo- <laughs> we both get a lot of vetoes. <laughs> yeah. Should we name the baby veto? <laughs> <laughs> and then now, now the results are, okay, it, it's down, but it, it's down and it's consistently down meaning that I think some of my thoughts were accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so as like a personal self-correcting spiral tool. Yes. Incredible. Right. What if I viewed this circumstance up here as neutral and then, you know, yeah, I agree. And so like I, I, but I, I do feel like if someone came to me and was like, hey, you know, I'm super depressed. I'm like, okay, well, that's the circumstance. That's neutral. (laughs) Just be like, I think that super. Yeah. It's just not very compassionate. And I think that's where people just like had, um, had issue with it. And it wasn't even an issue. It was just like, let's talk about this and and kind of make this more robust and more of a helpful tool. Like I I think, I think a good comparison would be like the Enneagram, right? Like the Enneagram is a great tool, but it's like, if someone comes to me and they're like, I'm depressed, you're like, well, that's because you're a four. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that's not very that's helpful. Not really what the tool's for. That's not what the tool's for. Like yeah. that, that, that eliminates the like human element of it. And yeah. just like the fact that we're all struggling or all, you know, going through something. Yeah. And so, yeah. So 
after the fact, and after I've been thinking about it a lot, I definitely see the benefit of it. Yeah. And I just think it would help like if you find yourself in a frustrating circumstance right. to write it down, you know, business is down. What are my thoughts about that? Like, I feel like it's more of a journaling technique. Almost of like, like, you know, what okay. if I viewed this as neutral and then you like can see both sides of it. And then I think it would lead to some more positive results because like, I think all that stuff, thoughts, feelings, actions can happen very quickly. Oh, so fast in your and so mind. I think if it, I think if it allows you, if this sort of process allows you to just pause for a little bit, it will then yeah. end up being way beneficial because I think it will produce better results because anytime you like contemplate on something or think on something a little bit longer and don't just act because yeah. of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, bam, I'm going to act. Yeah. Then I think you'll make better decisions in the long run. So I, yeah. I definitely see the value of the tool. I just didn't feel like... Well, I think it ties yeah. in with money well. Yeah, 100%. Because money, it, as a tool in life, money is neutral. Yep. And so, you know, if you know, I have $1,000. Okay, well, like that's not good or bad or it just, it's just, it just is... Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't talk about money like that. Okay, so the what well, you let me, would, let, let me go. Okay. Let me do one more thing, and then we'll yeah, go yeah, back yeah. to the money. So, so here's some of my notes from that section. And this was also like, as I was, I was getting sicker and sicker that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if I blacked out a little bit, <laughs> but it was like, I, and so, so someone was like, okay, some someone brought up this example. They're like, okay, the circumstance is I'm overweight. Okay, changing my thought of being like I'm skinny. Or I'm going to be fine. Yeah, or whatever. Doesn't change the fact that I'm overweight. Right. And so so James was like, that's true. That's 100% true. Or like, and he's like, so what you need to do and what you need to train yourself in is having what he called a bridge thought that like, I am a person who is trying to be healthier. Mm. That will change your emotions about your weight, which yes. will then change your actions about your weight, right. which then will hopefully change your results. So like, right. there definitely is like, you know, like, because... Yeah, there, there, there are things where it's like this, like no matter like if I'm literally have zero dollars in my bank account, mm -hmm. me thinking I'm OK <laughs> <laughs> is not going to help me pay my rent or my mortgage right. or buy food. Yeah. And so I do think it's like I have zero dollars in my account. My thought is going to be I'm going to do everything I can to change that. Mm -hmm. Then that then it, I think it allows you to make better decisions. But yes there was just that sort of like that bridge thought idea of like, okay, I'm going, I, I yeah. know I'm not where I want to be. Right. So I'm going to start thinking about the, like thinking about getting in that direction. Yeah. And I think that could be good, especially like with finance and fitness. It's like, yeah. I think at times you can feel like, man, this is so overwhelming. Like, but you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Well, I just saw this little meme drawing picture of, and I'm sure it's been around a long time, but it was like, maybe you've seen it. It was like this, this little cartoon person standing in front of two different ladders mm -hmm. and the one ladder had a rung like they were the rungs were so close together and super 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 close and then so it probably had like a hundred and then the other ladder had these had maybe like 10 rungs like really really far yeah. apart and the the little human drawing couldn't reach the first rung right on the one with 10 because it was like you know and it was basically that like Small actions, start small yeah. and you will start climbing your way up this ladder where if you try to jump too big too soon, yeah, you're not going to make it and up. So I think if you find yourself in a circumstance that you don't like, mm -hmm. this is a really good helpful tool to maybe start the steps to get out of that circumstance. Yes. To start changing your thought pattern, 
redeveloping the good, like redeveloping your habits well, and, as and a it, way to like move yourself away from that circumstance into something. Yes. Because when you first said all this to me, I was like, oh, no, huh? no, absolutely not. It's <laughs> and, not. That, and that's how yeah, I, I, know, I, I know, can I see the guys. But here's the thing. And then, and very quickly I came around to say, okay, I'm, you're saying circumstances are neutral. Let's say $0 in your bank account. Yeah. Okay. And then what I'm actually um, fighting on uh-huh. is that the consequences of that are not neutral. Right. And that's where it's like, that's two different things. The consequences of something is very different than just the circumstance as is. Yeah. I think, again, it's it could be a helpful tool for some of you, um, but I would not, I don't know if I would use it in sort of like peer-to-peer conversation unless they know unless it's like okay what? let's go through this unless, like unless they know what we're like about. now that brooke and i have talked about it i think if she is finding herself in a frustrating circumstance or something that's just like yeah i could sit down maybe not in the heat of the moment but right. say hey let's let's run this through this thing let's have some dialogue about it yeah again it, it i i think it's just helpful language it's another way to approach some see i don't want to say problem but that's how it feels to me like you wouldn't be like, I'm as fit as I've ever been. That's the circumstance. What are my thoughts, feelings, emotions, actual results? Like it tends yeah. to be towards something that like, ooh, this is a tension point or yeah. like I, this, you know, makes my butt clench a little bit. Like this is, <laughs> this might be the perfect tool to unclench the butt. Whoa. <laughs> Not the perfect tool, but a tool. Yeah. To declench. It's a declenching <laughs> tactic. It's a declenching experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's All good. right, so let's go back to... Um, okay, well, you can I t- say what you had text me? A couple different yes. things. So you said, a faithful steward will always be able to answer the question. Are you going to get to this? No, I don't, okay. have, I don't have this. A faithful story. steward will always be able to answer the question, why am I saving this money and why am I spending this money? Mm. And so, you know, I, 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 I can't say that I often have a, a ton of inner dialogue about... Again, I'll go to Target. What I'm putting in my cart in terms of that, why am I spending this or why am I not yeah. spending this? I'm not really saving money at Target. Yeah. But like, you know, it's more just like, a, oh, we need this. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, like that's my inner dialogue, but I should probably ask some stronger yeah. questions sometimes. Yeah, but why am I spending this money? Because my family needs food. Yes, because we that's haven't had mouthwash. Sometimes the answer is still, yes, that's why I'm yeah. putting it in my cart. I forgot it. But this is the one that I sent fire. Money compounds, but regret compounds faster. Oh, yeah. I remember him saying that. And that was when he was talking about like he has these 80-year-olds at the end of their life and they have all the money that they've ever wanted to retire and pass down, but they have way more regret. Yeah. And I just like, I don't want that to be me. Yeah. You know, I want to be smart. I want to make smart financial decisions. I want to use my money for the glory of God. I want to use it for our family vision and our purpose um yeah but yeah that's good just just the like yeah i don't know because you can think about you can get so sucked into the like i'm not saying don't save money but just the like just the 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 tension and the like all consuming thoughts about money and your life Mm -hmm. whether you have a lot or a little yeah like either way it can and we've had both we've been in both scenarios where we've had plenty and it's like if i could just remember that regret again either way of like I could regret not giving money away. It's not mm-hmm. always regret that I spent it all or something, right. but just yeah. like or regret that I like, you know, and I think maybe what a lot of those guys felt was regret that I spent so much time working 
mm-hmm. to get to this point that my kids, that someone else raised my kids, yeah. society, culture, another, another per like, yeah. and so you just, I feel like you need to have a healthy relationship with money now so that you don't end up 80 years from now or 50 years from now. Yeah. Just having that like mountain of regret. Right. Um, because I don't, I don't know, but I feel like I would imagine there's also a handful of people who are at that same age, 60, 70, 80, who don't have a lot of money and still regret that they spent so much of their time thinking about, worrying about. Like, like I I don't know if the regret is only exclusive to the people who have a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Regret compounds fast for everyone, regardless of your scenario or your financial status or whatever. Um, one thing that I felt like was really, so like he's talking about this and everyone's like basically, okay, then what do we do? Mm-hmm. What does it look like? Yeah. And so one of his most helpful tools that he was talking about was having a, what he called a life cap. Mm-hmm. And so this is such a great idea. And I feel like Brooke and I were, we were like 80% of the way there. Mm-hmm. And then this gave me the language to be like, okay, there it is. Like That's, that's, what, we're, that's, that's what we're trying to talk about, but we don't know how to talk about it. And so essentially what he's saying is like, figure out your cost, your life cap. And like that is going to differ wildly between who you are, yeah. where you live, how many people are in your family, how many businesses you own. Like it can be such a wild number, but I'm, I'm going to do simple math okay. for the sake of just easeability. Okay. So let's say, and this is a dream scenario. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. This, this is, is a, a dream, dream scenario. scenario. Okay. This is not real life. Okay. Okay. Let's say that it costs it your like spending and your mortgage and your rent or whatever, like your living expenses, all that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is a thousand dollars a month. Wow. It's a dream scenario if you live on the island of Maui. <laughs> I think it might be a dream scenario <laughs> Any, everywhere. Almost anywhere. Yeah. If you're including all those things. Yes. Yes. Uh and so your like everything. Like I'm talking your food, your utilities, literally, literally any everything. Like coins spent, money your, spent. Your retirement fund, like I'm, I'm just making it a thousand a month so that we can understand. Our math this. is easy. Yes. Okay. So, your all your expenses, your savings, your car insurance, all of it ends up being a thousand dollars a month. Okay. Let's say you make twenty thousand dollars a year. Okay. So there's an eight thousand dollar difference. Right. And so what Michael. he's no, <laughs> no Oscar. Okay, explain it to me like I'm five. Next year I'll be six. <laughs> So, so you make $20,000, you're, you need 12, 12 for the year. So let's say you set your life cap at 13. So okay. I'm going to use every year. And, and again, he was like, this, this changes. We have this conversation every year, yeah. depending on like the financial scenarios, mm-hmm. the amount of kids in our family, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. So the life, cap, like, let's say we set the life cap at 13. That means that Anything I make over $13,000 goes into what he called an abundance fund. Right. And so what it does and what I love about it is that Mm -hmm. it takes away the, I think, need to just have more and bigger, 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 bigger. Like I just need a bigger house and a better place. Yes. I need more cars. I need all this. And it it just kind of, again, it's a cap. And so yeah. you're like, this is so enough. We've pre-decided we've by pre-decided being intentional that yes. this is, you know, like anything God provides above this. And right. again, he like he was like, my tithe is included in the life cap. Like it's not just like life. Anything you you're yeah. currently spending in your life. And he's yes. like, and anything above that goes in the abundance fund. And then yeah. the abundance fund becomes 
a, like a pot that the the family uses missionally. So uh-huh. like he's like, you know, he told a bunch of stories about, you know, buying someone a car, paying someone's rent or, you know, like helping with adoption. Like there was just like a lot of stories going around about yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I just love that idea of like, it's so counterculture because yeah. culture just says like, make more, buy more, spend more, yeah. do more. And then, you know, and we, and then we end up being financially stressed every step of the way, you know, <laughs> it's like mo money, more problems, you yeah. know? And so I think this just like flips that on its head and basically says God will provide yeah. and, and anything that he provides extra, it's his, not mine. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use it for his glory. And so mm-hmm. I, I just felt like that was such an encouraging and, 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 and then guys ask like more detailed questions about what it looks like. And, and he talked about how like, you know, they go through it every year. It's not just like a set it and forget it because things change and, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, I just love that. So they would sit down and decide, decide early in the year. Here is our, I think, I think I would decide or in November I- and December, like mm. I would come up with it for, and I think it really depends <laughs> on your, like, I think how you dice it up depends on your occupation too, because like we don't get a paycheck every two weeks. So like ours might look a little different than someone who maybe does get the just like standard paycheck. And so I think that there's just like a lot of, I don't think there's one specific way of like, this is how you do your life cap other than like, but I'm, but I'm saying you would pick the big life cap number. That that's how that I shouldn't yeah that shouldn't change throughout the year. That's then, how then I would do it. it. I think I think you could do it monthly too. Like this is our monthly, you know, our monthly number is fifteen hundred, right. and we and made sixteen hundred this month. This. So like, let's put that hundred dollars into this right. abundance fund, right? And then that abundance fund. And he told some really great stories about how his kids are older. So I think he has like a sixteen year old and a fourteen year old yeah. about how they have come home and said, "Dad, so and so needs this. Mm. Can, can we take it out of the abundance fund?" And just like, what a amazing opportunity Again, to teach them so young yeah that when one that, that was getting me emotional when they were talking about this and then when it's Gosh. yeah when it's the family's money and you're yeah because we have this little tender-hearted june who i just picture at 10 being like hey so and so i met yes. like they need this and, yes. and just like man what a powerful lesson to teach my kids and so overall and to already have the money set aside yeah so that we can and, we can talk about it as a family and hopefully say yeah. yes to it and yeah. But yeah, overall, like what he, you know, I would recommend his book. I'll link his book. I haven't read it yet, but I, you know, just based on his teaching and the way yeah. he talked, like I just was like, man, this is such powerful. And, he, and, he's, and his book is small. He was like, mm-hmm. I, I made it short so that people would just read it and like, and add a lot <laughs> of fluff. Like, like yeah. It. Yeah. And so, yeah, just as an encouragement like that, I think money, you know, obviously, the way that we try to live is that all money is the Lord's Mm -hmm. and we're just trying to use it to glorify him. Mm -hmm. And so I think having conversations like this are super beneficial to that broader idea because then it allows you to get way more specific. Like people were talking about like having investment strategies as a family and like this, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of it went way over my head. Like a couple (laughs) of times I text Brad. uh, Who's in the room with you. Yeah. From Ellis Custom Creations. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I was just like, I think I'm too dumb to be here. <laughs> he would just reply, me too. <laughs> and that's okay. Like, and, and some of you might be listening to this and feel like, man, I'm inadequate or I'm not good mm-hmm. enough to have these conversations. And I, I think that the lesson to be learned is like, if we don't have these conversations when we are, you know, in college or kids or whatever, yeah. we might not ever have them. And then we spend, mm-hmm. and then that regret compounds and we think, man, 
I think I could have been a more faithful steward my whole life yeah. if I had the perspective at the end of my life that I do now. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And I just think that there's just a lot of, and so especially if you're married, money can be super dicey topic depending on how you're mm. raised and where you come from and all this kind of stuff. But I just yeah. think it's worth having these conversations. And and if you don't hear anything from this podcast, I think that the kid thing is just so valuable. If you yeah. have kids and they... Well, I would also imagine that if you and your spouse are on board to start teaching your kids young, but you feel like talking about money between each other is kind of dicey and tricky. I would hope that as you have these conversations with your kids, maybe it softens yeah. the topic a little bit mm. for you guys to talk yeah. about it individually, like t together as a couple. Yeah. Because that's what kids do. Like when you have kids, you realize some of the stuff that you used to fight over or bicker about. Right. <laughs> doesn't matter at all. Right. Because there's something so much more valuable in your presence. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, mm. I, it's good. It's it, good. It's good. <laughs> the next talk I blacked out for, cause I'm reading my notes. <laughs> cause you were sick. I think I'll skip to the last talk. Yeah. So I got sick this, like he gave this talk in the morning, mm -hmm. the circumstance one. And then yeah. after lunch, he gave the kids money talk one. And then he gave another one, which I, like, I was starting to feel pretty sick at that you point. Were. Yeah. And then and then Jeff gave a devotion in the morning, which Jeff and Jeremy, which was good. But again, I was still like, oh, yeah. And then the last session was called Shalom in the Home by Dr. Josh Straub. Ooh. So we're saving that for next saving week. Saving that one for next <gasps> week because it was Jeff's kiss. Jeff's kiss. <laughs> Our girls have started doing that. Yes. Like after anything they eat. The, as long as they think it's good. Dad, Dad look, watch. Mm, Chef's kiss. You know, that means it's good. <laughs> like, yes, I do. I know. I, I, We're the one who told yeah, you that. Told you that. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any sort of news or information or things that need to be shared? Oh, boy. The next um, collection comes out October 14th. Yeah. Uh, we're wearing items from it. Well, designs. Designs from it. From it. Um, so you can see two reprints coming back. That'll be glorious. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's kind of it, right? We have a Instagram so. for the Walk and Love podcast. It's Walk and Love Podcast on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and we are giving away, we give away a free t-shirt every week. We kind of forget to talk about it. But we're just making it a new default way to enter mm -hmm. is you have to share a reel from the Walk and Love Podcast Instagram. That's, share one of our pieces of content. Yep, from the podcast. Specific to that week or from any time? I think from any time. Okay. You know, I think as we add more and more content like yeah. it'll, you'll probably catch up if you want to enter every week but yeah you know we love doing this and and from what we hear from you guys you love that we do it and so we want it to grow so it's just just one person yeah, messaging just, us a lot just from a bunch from of different, different accounts, accounts. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just a circumstance it's neutral <laughs> it's neutral is it though <laughs> is it uh, no it, um, is. it is but yeah we're like I, I feel like we're entering a season of life now where we are not just surviving and we can start to like focus on growing stuff and working and you know and working and working and working and so yes. mm -hmm. uh we're, we're definitely going to be producing a lot more content to that's shareable and and we hope that you guys can do that for us mm -hmm. and we're still on our road to a thousand reviews on apple podcast and yeah. 500 reviews on spotify so if you haven't left a review I thought of something to share. Okay. I just remembered. Yeah. Um, I knew you'd get there. I feel yeah, like you had something. I, did, and I was I like, did. I'm just going to keep talking. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, well, I was going to plug this one beauty counter thing. And then I was like, nope, that ended yesterday. So that's not helpful. No, <laughs> September is the last month this year 
that you, if you've never, ever bought anything, you can get 30% off your first purchase. They're going to take that code away for the holidays with all the new stuff that's coming out and all that. So if you have never made the switch to clean makeup, clean skincare, um, three words for you, treat, yo, sell. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'd be happy to help you figure it out because it's, I don't know. I feel like switching to clean because a lot of, I, I get the question a lot and I see it asked on other people's Instagrams too. Like, I don't know where to start. And that's, I think that's where I saw that little visual of the two different ladders. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I started probably I mean, way before I switched to clean skincare. Like, I don't know, bought one bottle of lavender oil and like at a party and like started using yep. that. And then it was like, you just, okay, well now I'm going to switch out the wipes on the counter. And you literally and then, just start climbing this rung. What you're going to make a joke. And then five weeks later, you're meeting a raw milk dealer in the back of an alley. <laughs> I have not gone there yet. Now, do I have friends that are doing that? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I Venmo them Rob, to pick it up for me. Probably. Raw milk was actually brought up and integrated an unusual amount because so many of the wives wives are all in. And then Ian mentioned how much he pays for it on Maui, which I forget. And all the guys were like, what? I know. <laughs> it's an insane number here. It's an insane number. Um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> That'll like, be included in the life cap. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> Raw milk line in the budget. But yeah, you know, just... Anyway, the 30% off really adds up. Yeah. I mean, it really, really does because yeah. I recognize that Beauty Counter is very nice. It's really high performing products yeah. that are also clean. There's a lot of just clean and in the natural realm of products out there that are great, but they don't always do a lot. You're right. kind of just like, oh, that was kind of a nice lotion. It yeah. smelled like lavender. It was, it's gone. It didn't really do anything. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I love and why I'm still using Beauty Counter all these years later. So and anyway. The, and that's another way to, to support the podcast. Yeah, by absolutely, by shopping. So uh, um, I think on Easy Pretty Clean on Instagram, you have a link to get free samples. Yes. Uh-huh. So, you, you, so you can still You can try that. stuff. I Yeah, absolutely. You can like try you send, stuff. You send out small like... Try before yeah, you buy. Little, tiny little, itty bitty little samples. I mean, they're cute. <laughs> they're they're fun. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. that's the, September is the last month for that. So yeah. So hop to it. Hop to it. I'm happy to help you out and voice memo uh, about it. Just go... I go online, I go click, click, click. I just was voice with someone about it, and I legitimately LOL'd her response when she said, just place my order, clenched my butt a little bit when I placed that, because it was a bigger one. She was trying to, like, really swap some stuff and clean up clean up some things real fast as, oh, as her makeup Okay, as her makeup I have goes. one last thing now, too. And it, okay, so, it just made me laugh. All right, so on the Instagram this week. Yeah. On Instagram. I, I maybe like the first one of this episode, like the real. Yeah. So we, so Brooke has this brilliant idea. Oh, this is also, no, we're good. Um, Brooke has this brilliant idea. So Taylor Penton is a friend of ours. Okay. He's designed some t-shirts for us. I'm yes. going to tell him the idea because okay. I think it's You're so good. You're just giving it away. Okay. I'm not You, you don't think I should? No, it's fine. Because I'm looking for the ideas. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. I won't give the idea away, but what I would love is for all of you to go to the Walk in the Podcast and comment on the Instagram about this episode. Yes. With your favorite, not like six of them, but like your favorite inside podcast joke. Yes. So like whether it's Carpet 4 or Blades Girl or Brooke being a hella Christian or... <laughs> um, We're like, what shows up in your life Mount when Rushmore, you're talking about it? Strong feelings, you say? game changers, like, like yeah. whatever your favorite sort of inside joke is, go to our Instagram and let us know because... Yeah. 
We're working we on need something. to know. I think we have a good list. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I forget. I yeah. totally forget the episodes. Yeah. You forget? Yeah. I black out from time to time. 100%. I feel great. I ran 5K this morning. Really? No, I threw up in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your week. We so, 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 so appreciate it. Okay. okay I, I love, love you. Bye. bye. I like it. <laughs>